Hello, thank you very much for joining us today on our podcast. We're having a magnificent guest with us who's going to talk about perfection and productivity. Hello, Brandon. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. Thank you. We first so much about you and got a chance to read some of your information, and you have some unusual insights that we think today will really help our listeners. Oh, well, I'm, I'm hoping I can help. Well, great. Well, we're hoping too. I was surprised to, well, before we met, and I didn't check where you're from. So tell our listeners where you're from. Um, well, I'm originally from Texas, but right now we're living in St. Croix. Uh, it's a U.S. Virgin Island. So, Well, for life on an island, what I've heard is more relaxed, slow. So basically, you won't be really talking about productivity when you live on an island. Is that correct? <laughs> actually, it's becoming a lot more Americanized. So uh, people actually beep at you when you're going too slow or you're talking <laughs> or something. So... I actually don't like that, but uh, I wish it was a little slower. So I might have to try a different island. So. <laughs> I've had friends of mine that tell me the same thing when they moved to some of the islands in the Pacific. They said that, they said that everybody's now wearing, excuse me, but they say everybody's wearing watches. They're beating the horns and all and so on and trying to be in a hurry. When before it was just comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Dominicans. <laughs> First, yeah, don't go to Dominican Republic. Yeah, they honk for <laughs> They're turning left, whatever. Yeah, they're rolling down the window. They honk. So, yeah, it's different, <laughs> different culture. Yes. Brandon, tell us about perfectionism and productivity. How the one who has this desire to make everything perfect and find it's still working and be productive with this desire to make it all perfect? <laughs> well, um, I, I think it's a lot of self-work. Um, a couple of topics I cover and on perfectionism are to show yourself the emotions you so deeply crave. So um, a lot of times in perfectionism, you... Um, you have hurt from your childhood, which um, causes the perfectionism. And so there's wounds there. There's wounds usually, and you feel uh, unlovable, or you feel like you're not good enough, and you, you'll never measure up. These are some of the, um, I guess, undercurrents of perfectionism. So to go back into your past and uh, spend some time and, and see what are those emotions I so did deeply crave and then try to find healthy ways to get those emotions either from your spouse getting your spouse on the same page uh family friends um maybe not so much family if family's the one that caused you those wounds from childhood but yeah that's one of the the big factors so if um if your heart's not right if you aren't i guess at peace and don't have a good foundation of love uh, it's hard for you to focus. It's hard for you to be productive. You're you're frazzled or you, you're not sure why, I don't know, you're missing things. Like when you're at peace, you could see, I guess, more variables more clearly and at the right levels so that you can get in the zone easier and focus. And so that's the tie between 
uh, perfectionism and focus. Well, that's really, that's really a great thought. So do you think we have a, despite the trauma of our childhood, do you think that we, um, we, don't, we don't have any problems in getting things done that we really want to get done? For example, if I were, it didn't matter how busy I was when Lucy and I were dating, I was going to be there. <laughs> it didn't matter what came up. It didn't matter if I had a head cold or a cast on my left leg or something. I was going to be there. So no, knowing what you want, it's like another angle of productivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like what? goal setting, having a clear target, objectives, or for a company, you know, outcomes or key deliverables. Um, yes. I, what was the exact question? I'm sorry. Well, I was just curious about our motivation sometimes that if we really, really want to do something, for example, if someone, Zig Ziglar used to tell the story that if, if all of a sudden you're driving down the freeway late at night and you look back in the mirror and you see some real gold bricks on the road, on the freeway, you're going to stop and pick up some of those suckers, he said. <laughs> okay, and he said, and he said, so you're really motivated. It doesn't matter how sick you are or what's going on. You are terribly motivated. Tony Robbins says that if someone told you that tomorrow morning you had a check at the bank for a million dollars, no matter how bad you feel, you're going to prioritize and beat your way to the bank. Yes. So you think it's a matter of our motivation sometimes? Yes. Um, um, emotion. Um, I don't know who said it, but emotion, if you break it down, it, st it stands for external motion or emotion. Uh, so when I guess you have the right internal emotions, it creates the external emotions or the drive or the focus or productivity or, yeah. I can see how that would make perfect sense. Um, it is emotionally driven. We are, I mean, it, it really no. is what we do, what we don't do is emotionally driven. Yes, yes. You're, you're right. So that's why I started off with um, emotions for perfectionism. I, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that, that direction before, but right. you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you Brandon, just want to go on or do you want to ask questions or? Uh, oh, go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to go. Oh, you, ju you just go. Okay. Uh, another topic I talk about is just changing your perspective. I think that's another key to perfectionism. So changing it from uh, doing more things perfectly to living in the moment, focusing on the things that make life worth living. Um, if, if you're a believer, have faith, letting God work in you to change your heart and the way you think. So uh, a shift of focus um, is is very important for perfectionism. Yes, uh, doing things, I guess, defining perfectly different is another common way. So, defining like eighty percent um, to what you would consider perfect, be, being the new standard for perfection, gives yourself um, less anxiety about. Um, and less anxiety, it saves you more time and allows you to, um, I guess, find a little more peace because having perfectionism is, 
is not a very peaceful lifestyle. So striving that hard continually, you burn out, you get exhausted, you get stressed out. And yeah, if you don't take a break, you, uh, yeah, you burn out, <laughs> you need a break, so. You mentioned earlier, Brandon, about childhood trauma and all. So I'm wondering if perfectionism, we know that it's unattainable, but yet we persist towards it somehow. Mm -hmm. Are we trying to create a self-fulfilling prophecy somehow that's leading to self-destruction that we know we can't do? So we keep trying to pursue it somehow. Yes, it's um, you're, you're, you're trying to get that first emotion, those emotions you so desperately crave through work. <laughs> so it's a work-based, um, if I work enough, I will get whatever emotion I'm after, love. If yes. I work enough, if I'm good enough, I will get uh, love or I will, I will, I don't know. For me, it was love. So I don't know what the emotions are for everyone, but for me personally, it was love. So yeah, I think we do strive in hopes to never feel that way again or to get those feelings that we, we desperately crave. So yes, instead of coming from a presence of just... Um, I guess I'm already loved. I, I'm I'm already uh, I'm fine. I'm content. For me, it's my faith in God. Uh, God already loves me. He's always loved me. He'll love me no matter how much I mess up. And so I could just I could just rest there and work from there, from that state of peace, so that I can focus and perform. And then when I start finding myself slipping into perfectionism tendencies then uh, I, I could come back to my faith and kind of renew my mind and replace those old negative thoughts with the more helpful, positive, uh, spiritual thoughts. So that, um, that heal me instead of hurt me. So because it's, um, especially the more chaotic or the more busy you are, it's harder to, um, to realize what's going on, that you are actually hurting yourself more, that you, you aren't I guess getting those emotions, you're actually um, uh, you're you're going to end up in a place with less of those emotions because you can never there the, you can never like work hard enough to get those things. So or be good enough because we're human and we're just we're not perfect, and so it, it's un it's an unattainable goal. It's an unattainable standard. So so it's possible for us to improve ourselves without trying to become perfect. Oh, yes, of course. Or at least I really hope so, yes. <laughs> <I'm good>. yes. <laughs> Brenda, what will be your advice to those perfectionists who get stuck in routines and they're not productive in terms of achieving their goals? They're doing something all the time that's productive, so they're busy but they're stuck. Like for example, someone just focused on cleaning the house, they will be cleaning 20 hours a week and they will be getting much far in their career or in the writing their book or something else. So what will be your advice how to break through those routines and those habits when our brain tells us keep doing this and this because this is the must and the next comes next. 
Uh, well, I guess some more practical things are, I, I, I don't know if the cleaning is perfectionism driven, but you could set up a timer and make it into a game where uh, you just, you, whatever you get done in that time, you'll be content with. So um, you're, you're trying to uh, just turn, I guess, make things a little more lighthearted and not so serious on you, not tied to your identity. So I, I guess making it more fun so that those, those little things are not that important. They're more like a game. So our, our, for me, cleaning is not that important. I, I apologize if it's very important for you. <laughs> I, Brandon, I heard this guy once in a, that wrote this wonderful book. And he said that his wife asked him come the fall to go out in the backyard and rake the leaves. So mm -hmm. he didn't want to rake the leaves. So he simply told his wife that he was running a test. Um, and he, what he was going to do instead was to leave, rake the leaves on her side of the yard and leave his side of the yard unraked to see which one looked better come springtime. <laughs> <laughs> it only worked one season. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of mean, but yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Brandon, thank you very much for joining us with us today. Um, so for our listeners, please find a link to Brandon's website in the description to this episode. It's iloveshinyobjects.com. Where this name for the website comes from, Brandon? Oh, so... Um, I used to coach people with ADHD or people who get easily distracted. So I just transitioned from that because the whole world seems to be a very distracted place. So now I help anyone who is struggling with distraction with productivity. So, Well, if you really think about it, most of us do and we do chase the shiny object. Yes. It's easier to chase the shiny object than chase that uh, very difficult goal. You're absolutely correct. Well said. <laughs> I encourage everyone to go out there and look at, uh, take a look at Brandon's website. He has some great insights that come from an unusual direction. What I mean is that it's worthwhile for you to contact him and to learn how he can help you. Again, it was Brandon Cordova from U.S. Virgin Island. There is no snow in there, so folks, go learn productivity from Brandon on the island. Okay. <laughs> Have a shrimp on the barbie with him, all right? <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you very much, Brandon. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care, my friend. You too. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and, and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.